Hi there, Pastor Gwen Dreger with The Pastor's Table. So glad you're joining us today. Once again, we have Dr. Roberts Lairdon. I know you're going to enjoy this episode. We talk a little bit about fear and what it means to work together. I hope you'll in really enjoy this time. You probably should get a pencil and pen like Pastor Neil usually says. I think there's a few notes you want to take down. God bless you. Hi there, Pastor Gwen. Welcome back to the Pastor's Table. And our guest is continuing with us, Dr. Robert Slairdon, and we're so glad you're with us Good today. to be back with you guys. We were talking about prayer in our last session and, and rattled some cages, I hope anyway, and gave you some fresh insight. I just wanted to reiterate one of the things, if you're a leader and you're a pastor, that, that Dr. Lairdon brought up about being a demonstrator of the <coughs> principles. We know it's been a hard couple years. We recognize that. But we also know one of the elements you brought up about praying through and getting that victory note. There are some things that we're going to have to do differently to get people back to church, to get them through the wall of fear and uh, get love flowing again because perfect love casts out fear. We've got to find the way to love each other, gather together, and not be afraid to gather together. Mm. It's critical. Critical. Well, Hebrews makes the comment in the last days which we're in, There'll be those that will gather as the day the Lord grows closer and those that won't gather. So you have to decide who you're going to be. You're going to be a gathering together with the body or you're going to be one of those rebels that I love the Lord, but I'm going to stay home and be my own little world. Now, COVID has given people the, the, the acceptable language or excuse they don't want to come to church, which there are those who didn't want to come because of issues, which I understand. But some people just used it mm -hmm. to accommodate their carnal flesh who was already rebelling before COVID hit and didn't want to be in church or didn't come as faithful as they should. And so now they've used that as a reality. So we pastors have to realize there's some people who will not come back and, and, and not to worry about them after a certain trying to deal with them. If they don't want to come back, then let them go and take care of what's in front of you and then grow the church traditionally in the sense of, what we used to do, call people, go visit people, do the pastoral shepherd ministry to let people know that they're a part of the flock and to make those calls and even go to their homes, uh, you know, and say hi and have a prayer with them. Yes. The old, the old traditional pastor, <laughs> I think, is one way we're going to be able to gain some of those people back. Mm -hmm. I just don't want you to focus on the folks who have officially left and don't want to return. It's kind of like you, you, we forget who's in front of us and who's willing. If you make one call, they'll come back. Take care of those people and mm -hmm. let the new people come in. I think even in your church, a lot of new people started coming to church and like, what happened to all the other people? Yeah. So I think the whole world, Christian world, is dealing with this. It's not just Canadian, American. It's in Europe. It's in Australia. It's, it's everywhere. So don't feel uniquely separated and you've been beat up. We're all in the same thing. Mm -hmm. So We're not in the disease together, but we are facing some things together. And this is where that critical part of... of being confident that when God has, has spoken to you through his word and through some of his leaders, I think in, in the pulling apart when people were separated, they also lost confidence in some of church leaders. And to remember that that's, you know, that's just the enemy and he, his plans always fail. He's not very creative and he's only destructive. So we don't worry too much about what he's doing. Well, I don't worry about it all really. Yeah. Um, but, but that place where we come back and say, hey, you know what? I need you. You need me. We need you. You need us and to come back and learn how to be together again. Yeah. You know, in the States, I, I don't know how it is up here in Canada, they, they're going to football games. Now they're going to basketball. They're, they're filling the stadium. They're going to concert, but they're not going to church. 
<laughs> now, to me, if you can go to a concert, you can go to a football game, you can do that. You can go to church with your family. Yeah, absolutely. If you go to the movie theaters again, I don't know if you can up here, but down south we can. Some can. We can go to the movie theaters and, and sit there with your kids and go to the movie. And, then, and I like going to the movies, but that don't make me not go to church. Right. So that to me, there's a problem here that you need to evaluate yourself and mm -hmm. sometimes as leaders verbally confront it. Mm -hmm. in the right tone that the people you're speaking for will hear you. Because mm -hmm. sometimes we say things jokingly or so casually nobody gets it. You may need a little bit of the tone of a, of, a, of a hint of authority or a hint of a, bam, wake up here, folks. And because I think some have to be awakened again. They've been asleep. And remember, they've been hearing all the negatives. Right. All the, the fearful things. They have not been hearing your voice as the pastor or the leader. Uh, they Hopefully they will tune in. On, on, you know, like this show or something and be able to, to hear some good gospel food and, and messages. But most people do not watch Christian TV 24-7. Mm -hmm. They do it on Sundays and maybe one other time a week and then they watch the cartoons, the news, the, their favorite TV show and all the streaming stuff that we have now. We had, like we didn't have enough TV stations, you know, yeah. 500 to 1,000 TV stations. Now we need streaming. So, you know, after a while it's like it's overload. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that one of the things we discovered in making phone calls and reaching out to people was prior to this, when people came to church, you know, it's, oh, we love the worship. We're not crazy about the word. And they would enjoy the worship and participate. But that's been the exact opposite when people went online. When they went online and, and it, they wouldn't hang in, they would, you know, they'd be in and out sort of during the, the worship that was broadcast. There are a lot of reasons for that sometimes because it's very difficult to broadcast music. And if you're sitting at home on your couch, it's a little hard to stand up only because you don't want to and it's comfy and, you know, yeah. and things like that. And, and so they didn't, they didn't engage. And so now when they come back and they, they'd listen to the word part, which isn't a bad thing, but it's funny how it, it flipped. It flipped. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I think the, the online world has now come to stay. The one good thing out of COVID with all this is that every church, large or small, now knows how to run those little cameras. Yes. And knows how to get on social media and go. Because before, including me, I had no idea how to do this. I knew it existed, but I think that is one good, mm -hmm. good thing. And I've accepted that this is going to be a part of our life yeah. forever as a part of the ministry. You have, you have your preacher, your social pastor, your worship leader, youth pastor, and your media person. Absolutely. It's going to be a bigger deal for everybody now. And so that, that's good. And, you know, the social media has given you a realm to reach people you could not reach any other way. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's been very powerful. So I, just, I don't want us to say it's no longer important. It has a place. It doesn't take the place of in person, mm -hmm. but it does have a place now, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. I find that the, the phrase in person still irritates me a little bit, but <laughs> we're getting through that, too. Learning how to be together. Learning how to love one another again. These are the places when you're staying at home, it's really hard if you had a, a prophetic word or a word of encouragement. And what if you're sitting there and the Holy Spirit says, you know, I've got this word, I'd really like to share it, but you're sitting on the couch. It's not gonna have a place to, to go. And that creates frustration. If someone has, has come to the place where they're stirring up the gifts of mm. God and they're at home and they've gotten no release for it, they're gonna get frustrated. They're, those things aren't gonna work. And yet when they come back in the body, there's a nervousness. And it's like they're starting over. And so there's, there's grace for us to work with each other, but they're going to have to be courageous and step through the door. Yeah. You know, it was, in the beginning it was mask, no mask. Now it's vaccinated, not vaccinated. I think in the house, those should be non-issues. Absolutely. Whatever the person wants to do, 
with their conscience, so be it. And we all respect it. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm opposite than you, I'm not your enemy. That's right. I chose something different because of different reasons. And that's a part of it coming back into unity mm -hmm. is we're able to first accept these things. Now, our news media does not do that. No. And non-Christian people do not talk like this. There's already the attitude toward the non-vaccinated as being like second-class citizens. Well, there are no second-class citizens in the kingdom of God. So Amen. we're going to have to learn how to accept people mm -hmm. uh, back in these ways mm -hmm. and uh, make it a non-issue. I mean, people come to my services and I don't ever bring it up. It's, it's, it's not an issue to me. Right. If you walk in with a mask or don't want, you know, that's fine. Uh, that's your choice. And I'm not going to have an attitude towards you either way. So we're going to have to clear that up first. Mm -hmm. And that means get rid of your spirit of fear too. You're going to have to get rid of that fear of having someone breathe on you or do something like that so you can be at peace about everything. Amen. Yeah. We don't want to live in fear. No. No. When when we were in Hong Kong, I traveled to Hong Kong to minister and lots of people wore masks. That was before there was ever COVID or anything like that. It was people, some people wear masks and we're, and some people wear masks, but not the kind that are cloth or, or paper either. And, and we've learned to live with them and love them too. And uh, we, we encounter all kinds of situations. And, and because prayer is so, such a big part of my life, and I know that, and believing it for, for you, as we step into this, this new year, we've got to be hearing that voice of the Lord mm. in a solid way, in a confident way so that we can begin to build forward. There are things that God wants to do in the earth. You've talked about, you mm. know, preaching the gospel and living that truth. And we've got to be, you know, wherever we are, there are people here. We have a great opportunity. Once you step out of the fear realm, there are people all around us. Like when we were out and we were in a, in a, a drugstore and immediately some lady who we'd never <laughs> met before starts telling us her life story, all kinds of things. She was afraid and for some reason started talking to us about our fear. So yeah. there are people we have an opportunity to, to see, to talk to, yeah. and they need us to, to be able to hold our, our things together. <laughs> yeah. Well, people right now are more open to talk about things they would not talk about. Absolutely. So, you know, another thing that COVID has done is it's given us an opportunity, like this lady I saw was there when it happened. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, they'll do that. They'll stay, you can start conversations and talk about things where before it was offensive. Yeah. You know, about death and <laughs> heaven and getting right. I mean, because we've had people to pass from around. So people are more open. So we as Christians should be really to step in and, and have an answer for them or be a part of the discussion. Yes. And, uh, you know, say at least say your Christian bit in the middle of all the other little bits that are flying <laughs> around right. in the conversation. So um, ah. it's, it's been that way. Yeah, know. I think so. We got to say our Christian bit. Yeah, <laughs> our little bit. Yeah. I think that's such a good point, though, in the bit part that that we recognize that that seed that we sow at that time, mm -hmm. it may feel small. But God's God's good at working with those things. Yeah. If we'll just be obedient to that. Just go, say that, give that peace. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, when we were waiting in the airport uh, for Dr. Lairdon to arrive, there was one lady who was cleaning who was just uh, undone mm -hmm. and shared a lot of things that it was, yeah, she shared a lot. <laughs> and and at one point I just said, you, you know, we'll, we'll pray for you. And then we ended up praying for her. And and she, it, it just those take those opportunities. Take them. They're right there. Yeah. It, it's easy. It's not hard. It's not hard. Some people are scared. Yeah. They are frightened. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we don't live with fear as a part of our lifestyle. No. But these people live 24-7 with it. And so yeah. I've had people on airplanes react. And I'm, I'm seeing things on airplanes in recent. I was like, 
I can't believe what we're doing, but it is what it is because of fear. I mean, mm -hmm. for example, we get on airplanes and, and they give you these little wipes to wipe down your seat. Like they've already cleaned the plane. They already wiped it down. So they give us a little band-aid for emotional care. I'm like, it just drives me crazy. And I've watched people wipe down three or four seats and get mad because I didn't wipe down my seat. It's my seat. I'm not going to, you know, and it's like, I'm not against it, but it's, it's to me, it's not yeah. worth it. You, you've already done it. Mm -hmm. But all that is, is so people are trying to find band-aids to their fear with this thing. And so. So what do you think they should do when they're, when they're feeling that pressure, if they've gotten on? So we might be, you know, there might be somebody watching today who's really feeling trapped in fear. What would you? Well, I would say address it. Number one, recognize what it is. Mm -hmm. Recognize where it came from. And then as a Christian, address it because God does not use fear to do anything in your life. So wherever fear is, that is not the hand of the Lord. It's the hand of darkness. Mm -hmm. And so we don't want darkness or we want light working. So we address it. You have to tell the spirit of fear to go. Mm -hmm. And you may have to rework your emotions and, and your thought patterns because you've been told things so much. Now they've got you brainwashed to believe in that way. And uh, so you, you have to check your, your mind patterns and uh, address the spirit of fear and ask for the Lord to give you peace and to give you the spirit of faith Amen. and victory. One of Dr. Lairdon's old videos, it was called, uh, I think, Stirring Up the Gifts, maybe, that was it, mm. or, or there was another one before that, and you talked about dealing with minds, and I think you must have been 16 or 17 years old. I saw this video, and, and it was so, it was funny, but it was the truth, and he said, you know, sometimes he says, I wish I could just take my, my head and put it on yours for a while, and, you know, teach your head how to, how to operate, how to think. I, I mean, it was funny. It was, mm. it was very funny, but the truth in that, there's a place where we sometimes think that we, our thoughts are just, they just have their own path and they'll just cut their own path and, and then without your control and, and people get into that. And you've talked about learning how to discipline your mind so much. And uh, I think that's why you keep getting up. Uh, you yeah. wanna go into that some more? Well, I just, I, I, when I deal with myself, I find a thought that's not right and then I address it. I address it with words and then I tell it what it can and cannot do. And if it violates that rule, then I start going at it every time until it understands it is no longer a ruling thought. Mm -hmm. You're not a ruling thought. You do not have the right to have that thought and create feeling mm -hmm. and to create other aspects. Of it. You don't have that. So I address it and I re re readjust it and I'll stop and I'll think through it and address the whole thing. And you do that four or five times, you'll start winning that victory. But most people won't do that. They just let the thought roll mm. and they kind of yield to it. They yeah. don't address it. No, you don't. We're not going down that road. Mm -hmm. Stop. Mm -hmm. Cease. No, I don't think that way. Mm -hmm. That is not me. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Cast down the imagination. Yeah. So just like what I just did, just talk, yeah. talk like that and do it. Yeah, be strong in that. It's, it's not difficult, as Catherine Kuhlman would say. <laughs> it's so simple, most people miss it. And that is really most of the scripture things to win battles of the mind and even with the, with the COVID thing, with fear, is a simple, you know, 20 second statement of faith and direction and you've got a, you got a victory. I like that. 20 seconds. Yeah. I think that that's why people stop. They think, oh, it's going to take me five hours of prayer or maybe three days of fasting and prayer. I don't want to go without food. Bless the Lord. If I couldn't have <laughs> coffee, I'd be stuck somewhere. And so they, they, don't, they think that the cure is more costly than living with the fear. And that's crazy. That's crazy. Most of this demonic stuff can be gone in less than a minute. It's Hear not, that. <laughs> you know, it's... It, 
training your mind takes a little bit longer than getting rid of the devil. So you have to keep your thought and keep going. And then you'll get there and you'll, you'll get in line. And people say, well, you're very closed-minded. Yes, I am, because it took me years to get my brain to where it's at. And you're not going to get in there and cause hell and, and, and havoc. And it took me this long and then have to clean it up for six months. So I am closed-minded because I, I want the right people in <laughs> and I want the wrong people to get in there. So Learn how to be closed-minded. <laughs> That really goes over well with the public. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I love it. Uh, you know, how long does it take to get born again? Just as long, you know, that, that moment that you say, you know, Jesus, I accept you. We're not talking about a long process. It's the same deal. You, you deal mm. with it. Deal with the thought. Push it out, you know. Yeah. Jesus has to be disciplined to do that. Mm -hmm. Most people live as a victim their whole life. Well. And they don't get on top and be the, the one in charge. And when you meet somebody that's in charge of their life, you think they're arrogant, you're rude, they, they, you don't have any compassion. You know, it's like, no, I'm not getting in the ditch with you. I'll lean no. over and help pull you out. But I came out of that ditch. I'm not going back in it for nobody. Absolutely. But I'll reach over and I'll help you, but I'm not getting in there. That right there is a difference yeah. for, for a lot of people. I think that sort of strength talk does scare people. Yeah. But it's the thing that's going to get you out. It's that place where you get up. I like the, uh, you like a... Uh, Winston Churchill and, and Good people, man. And they, like they, their words were strong words yeah. and they're, they're healthy, strong words, yeah. healthy. He saved a nation. Yeah. He went a war through words. Yes. Because England should not have won. No. <laughs> when you read history, like, <laughs> oh my God, they were really that bad off. And it was the bulldog tenacity Absolutely. of Mr. Churchill and knowing also in himself that he was destined for that time, that he knew he was created for that moment. Mm -hmm. And those two combinations turned the whole war different, I think. I think so. Yeah. I think that's what really we're at today. We're at that place where if you're on the earth, you should have that confidence. Mm -hmm. It's not an accident. We don't believe in the, the whole yin yang, blah, blah business. We're here for a purpose. It's not an accident you're alive or I'm alive. Mm -hmm. It's not an accident that we've taken the word of God in a real way and that God's changed us. We have an opportunity here to be strong and get up and lead. And we've seen the end story and we know we win. And it's, we have the great privilege right now pushing through that victory and having fun with it. Yeah. Enjoying the fact that, that this is our time. Mm. And to shine bright and be loud and have a good time. Absolutely. Don't be afraid in the last days. Be bold and aggressive and strong and you know, stomp through the earth, don't tiptoe. How's that? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, Winston Churchill, he confronted propaganda. So for all of you people who feel like, oh, this is the only time there's ever been propaganda in the world. No, nope. there's been propaganda before him. He conquered it. He didn't let it run his life. We're not going to either. No. You no, know, no. we're going to live and we're going to have fun and find our purpose, live our purpose and enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, God give... Canada, a Churchill kind of president or by uh, prime minister. Yes. We have presidential prime ministers. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we, we both need some Churchillian <laughs> leaders in our country right now. So. so when we talked about prayer in the previous episode, this is why we need to be praying, learning how to hear from heaven, yeah. getting that peace and hanging on. And you know the great thing about bulldogs is how their mouth is, right? You yeah. know about what their, their jaw comes out. And once they get a hold of a bone, you cannot get that thing out of there. Yeah. And we could use a little of that. Bulldog tenacity. Absolutely. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Well, we bless you. And, and we're going to believe for you to have a little bit more bulldog in your life. And 
and enjoy it and hold fast to that which is good and let go of that which stinks. Amen? Amen. <laughs> God bless you.